0: and welcome to steeped in mystery. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Jenna.
0: Yay, Jenna. Oh my gosh. I am
1: so excited
0: for our episode today. It's Halloween time. It
1: is spooky season.
0: I love it. We have the same thing we drank last year or drank last year because alcohol is fun. Are you looking for your glasses? Yes, I am. They're on your
1: face. <laughs> oh my giddy aunt. Okay, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's that's how we're starting off the episode. They're on my face. Didn't even know it.
0: So we've got our, our spiked uh, peach tea today.
1: Spiked peach tea. Be- and we are going to get down and spooky with... I have zombies
0: for our creature double feature for my part of it anyways. Dun, dun, dun. And I am super excited because, let's be real, zombies are like amazing
1: yes yes they are
0: so should i dive into mine or do you want to tell us what yours is going to be later
1: um I, i'm gonna keep mine a surprise for a little bit oh,
0: rude i already know although it i is. might have
1: i might have divulged it earlier so okay i'll just go ahead <laughs> goat man goat
0: man dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: i'm so excited okay uh i ooh, jenna you're not allowed to peek but i sent you the pictures for today's episode because there's going to be some creepy stuff in there. So let's get into zombies. So if you were to put a beginning on the origins of the word zombie or the use of zombies in media or literature, where would you
1: start? Ooh. Like when it was... Yeah. Yeah, like... first. Okay, so I did this to you on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would say colonial times. Colonial so maybe like times. 1700s.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. I respect okay. that. Okay. For me personally, I originally, and granted a lot of people, I think, in the nerd community kind of jumped to this or geek community kind of jumped to this conclusion. So mm-hmm. I thought it came from Marvel. Oh. Well, I have a good reason. <laughs> I have a good okay. reason. So Marvel held a trademark... A trademark on the word zombie from the years 1975 to the years 1996 because they were doing this zombie series with Marvel.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They actually,
0: they have like a newer series on Disney Plus with like the stuff. And they actually went back and did a zombie episode as kind of a callback to that era for Marvel. Okay. Okay. So they they had a trademark on the word zombie for a long, long time. So during that period of time, no one else could really... Monopolize on the media of zombies.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Um, however, I went and did the research. Oops, I'm caught. And it actually was the Haitians who came up with the term. Um, so in Creole, uh, it's zon zombie s z o n b i. Oh. Zombie, and in Haitian French, it's zombie, but without the e on the end. Um, It is a word to describe an animated corpse raised by magical means such as witchcraft.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Magical means. You had me at magical means. Yeah. For sure.
0: Now, uh, another version of the word uh, is Nuzimbi, which is from Central Africa, and I am probably Butchering the word, um, which in hmm. Kimbundu, uh, which in a Kimbundu to Portuguese dictionary defines the word as a spirit that is supposed to wander the earth to torment the living.
1: OK. <laughs> All right. Well, that actually says a spirit. It doesn't say like a dead like, uh, reanimated bodies. Right, body.
0: Right, so right, right.
1: I can feel a little bit more comfortable with that, I guess.
0: Oh, you're going to get really uncomfy by the time we're oh, done with sh- this. Okay. Um, in right. it, it wasn't really a popularized term for a long time. Even in, like, early zombie films, uh, like Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. they didn't actually explicitly use the word zombie. They called them ghouls. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, later on, when the sequel came out for *Dawn of the Dead*, the uh, director George Ro- Romero, while they weren't, while they were still called ghouls in the film, he did refer to them as zombies,
1: right? In okay. His,
0: in his own vernacular. Okay. Um, zombies are actually found widely across ha- Haitian folklore, so I kind of wanted to get into these older roots on it. They are dead people revived by necromancy via a bokor or bok, bok yeah i think it's bokor Ooh. it's b o k o r for those of you who know how to pronounce things by looking at them okay um the zombie remains under control of the bokor as a slave with no free will of its own so it's basically a
1: puppet a mindless corpse puppet corpse puppet zombie mindless corpse puppet yeah okay um
0: in Haitian tradition there is also a zombie astral which is a part of the human soul so they kind of believe that basically what happens is there's zombie which is the body that can be reanimated and controlled and then a zombie astral which is the spirit that had been separated from the zombie and this spirit Um, can be used by a bokar. Like they can capture this piece of it to enhance their spiritual power or they can seal it in specially decorated bottles to be sold for good luck, healing, success, any number of things.
1: I don't like that. So they literally will sell these intricate bottles. They suck out the soul, put it in a bottle, sell it, and then animate it's body, yeah. The corpse puppet.
0: Yeah. Gotta make <sighs> use of all the parts, right? Mm. Uh <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. However, they do believe that God reclaims those souls, so any use that you get from them is temporary. So if you go and buy um, one of these zombie astral bottles, it's not something... Like, it's got a shelf life in there. <laughs> in <their opinion.
1: laughs> and an expiration date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My zombie expiration date is 2023 of October. I better use it right now. Honestly. Yeah.
0: I love that you have the. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Jenna just grabbed one of our.
1: Yeah. I grabbed one of our little props here in the studio and just, yeah, I went for it. I
0: love it. Yep. There you
1: go. (laughs) There's Jenna.
0: Um, However, there is like a huge negative with this. So, a lot of Haitians ended up as part of the slave trade mm-hmm. during when slavery was super popular in America. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, slave drivers kind of knew about the history and implications of zombies in their culture. Okay. Gotcha. They used the fear of zombification to discourage slaves from committing suicide.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't see that. So
0: they literally. It was it was it's heartbreaking for me to think about, but they literally were like, if you kill yourself, we're just going to reanimate your corpse and use it to do this work anyway.
1: No, like.
0: No. So they basically told them you can either do it while you're alive or do it while you're dead.
1: Oh that sucks. It really That is that is horrible. Honestly, I was really
0: I didn't know that this particular word would have such
1: tragic origins. Cultural historical origins. Yeah. Yeah that's that's upsetting in a way it is yeah and in modern terms people still
0: use the term zombie in reference to people who are doing almost slave labor like there are people Mm. who pose uh zombie what is it called zombie protests to protest work environments where they're basically mindless zombies Okay. Which I can see it. I don't know if they use that term because in media, zombies are brainless, mindless, wah, follow the crowd right. kind of things, or if they actually know the origins to it. But either way, I think it's quite a fitting.
1: So, wait, so like Amazon could use zombies to package their boxes and the warehouses? Sure,
0: but they'd have to get a boker to do it for them. That's right. Yeah, you get it.
1: Okay, I've been watching way too much Hotel Transylvania <laughs> because all I could think of is like the zombie going, <laughs> folding the lids of the boxes and then flapping his head forward and then pulling the tape, <laughs> pushing it down the line. Yeah, I've been watching way too much Hotel Transylvania. It's because my kids. Uh, eh, well, it's spooky season.
0: It is spooky season. I have been loving it. Um, it's also, so there were lots of, like I said, in Central Africa, they have a word for it. And they also have beliefs about zombification in South Africa. So a lot of the places that we would have pulled slaves from have zombie tales to begin with, which is really interesting to me because the tales came prior to slavery. So it was, yeah, so it was, but, but they truly believed in these bodies being made into slaves. Um, so in some areas of South Africa, it is believed that witches can zombify a person by killing them and possessing the body to force it into slave
1: labor. Yeah. No. Don't like it. Don't
0: like it. <laughs> um, after... Rail lines were built to transfer migrant workers. Stories emerged about witch trains. Witch trains? Witch trains. Okay, continue. Um, so mm. witch trains are these seemingly ordinary trains who are staffed by zombified workers
1: controlled by witches. Okay, so we're back to the conveyor belt, and you have just a train of zombies on a conveyor belt. Or, sorry, animated corpse. Like, the zombies
0: are the people who check tickets, and the driver of the train, and, like, run Mm. completely a train staffed by dead people, essentially. No, thank you. The trains... Mm -mm would abduct people who boarded at night and either turn them into zombies to join the staff or they would be beaten and thrown from the train a distance away from their original location. Like can you ima- nope. can you imagine that being your your local folklore that mm. you, Go to the train station at night to catch a late train, and there's a chance you could either end up as a zombie Mm-mm. or beaten somewhere in the middle of nowhere. No. <laughs> no. No. It's not for you? No. <laughs> no. Don't like it. But honestly, one of the more ancient versions of zombies, while it doesn't use the word zombie, mm-hmm. Goes all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia. Oh my gosh. Like, remember the Epic of Gilgamesh and how we talked about that last year with werewolves? Yeah. Well, there is a line from the Epic of Gilgamesh that is also in a book mm. called The Descent of Ishtar, where Ishtar, the goddess, in both of these stories, says the following. If you do not open the gate for me to come in, I shall smash the door and shatter the bolt. I shall smash the doorpost and overturn the doors. I shall raise up the dead and they shall eat the living and the dead shall outnumber the living.
1: That went to a very dark place really quickly. Yeah. No, nope. Nope. <laughs> All the way okay, back. You said I would get uncomfortable really quick. I am already uncomfortable.
0: All the way back to wow. ancient Mesopotamia. Wow. So we've been thinking about the dead coming back for us for a long time. Okay. Yeah. A long time. Even if we didn't mm. have the word zombie then, it was sure there. Animated corpse. Yeah. And you have to realize that the descent of Ishtar and the epic of Gilgamesh were like twilight like they were extremely popular to the crowds of their time sure so it wasn't something that would have been
1: they weren't breaking ground on creatures okay so uh, yeah so necromancy yes is this is it, it? I mean, is this kind of bleeding like the ancient stuff bleeding into necromancy? So or? the
0: Haitian version is very much necromancy. They ex- say it explicitly that
1: it's necromancy. Okay. Um, but because well. they're animating a dead body. Yes. Okay.
0: So some versions of necromancy, you can fully bring them back to a state where they appear as the living and you enthrall them um, some versions of necromancy can be used on something like a skeleton which i wouldn't qualify as as yeah it's necromancy is the bringing back of the dead um, okay and in some versions when a necromancer brings someone back they bring back some of them and not all of them so there's a lot of versions of necromancy where oh bring back my dear beloved wife and they bring her back, and
1: she's not right. Okay, yeah that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, like the Philosopher's Stone. Exactly. And Harry Potter. He yeah. brought he brought back the guy's wife, and she was and not that's the where same. We, and that's where you bleed into alchemy, mm. which is its whole other thing. Okay, that's a whole rabbit hole. I, I want to. Okay.
0: Eventually, okay. Jenna, we're going to do a whole alchemy
1: episode. We'll do a pin and another pin and... And this pin and this pin. Yeah, that
0: one. I thought it was kind of fun, though, that uh, my creature double feature from last year pinned all the way to this one through the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, Very good. Very good. I I really appreciate when stuff just kind of falls together like that. I did Mm -hmm. not pick it for that reason, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, So I want to talk about some types of zombies and then I want to get into zombies Mm -hmm. in more modern times and some of the movie depictions and some of the real life zombies. Okay. Uh, so types of zombies. So what 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 would you say is a type of zombie?
1: Um I didn't know that there was more than one type, but now that I've now that I've buckled in, you can tell me the types. <laughs> so let's get there's the classic.
0: The hand comes out of the dirt. The dead are alive. Lightning oh, hit gosh. the ground. Okay. The corpses have risen. So so I think of those as like just corpses brought back to life. Okay. Those are like classic zombie movie vibes. Like if you wanted to make a cheesy zombie movie, that's how you'd start it. Okay. Just a hand shooting out of the dirt. Then there are radiation zombies. Oh, have you not heard of radiation zombies? No. So radiation zombies um, are zombies that are heavily radiated. And because of this, they like their brain starts to rot and make them feral. And wherever they go, the radiation leaks off of them onto others, radiating others who then slowly rot and go feral as well. I love your faces.
1: (laughs) As if reanimated corpses weren't terrifying enough, they decided to throw in radiation. Well,
0: of course. We have to have zombies for the atomic age. Okay. All
1: right.
0: (laughs) right. But honestly, most zombies that you're going to find in media and films have to do with some sort of virus. Mm-hmm. Like, we all talk about the big zombie outbreak and what we're going to do if we... Listen, if you don't have your zombie apocalypse plan already figured out...
1: <laughs> That's a number one on today's list of things to do. Yeah, Zombie apocalypse, jump bag.
0: You know what? If, if it's not a zombie apocalypse, it'll work for pretty much every other situation that you need it for. Exactly. To. And it's way more fun than a 72-hour kit. Yes. <laughs> so... For example, with the viruses in like Resident Evil, the umbrella corporation releases a virus um, depending on where you're at inadvertently or del- on purpose <laughs> or deliberately okay. into the populace in order to thin out the herd. And the virus takes hold and is transferred via saliva, which you bite, you turn you're a crazy zombie uh i believe world war z is also viral except for instead of like more slow moving or weird zombies you have straight up beasts of zombies oh yeah i'm telling you if it was a walking dead situation i would live life to my fullest but if it was a world war z situation i
1: am taking myself out of the equation (laughs) World War Z is kind of more terrifying to me than Walking Dead, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like super strength, super determination. It's more genetic mutation in a lot of
0: ways. Like, whatever the virus is, it genetically mutates the person so completely. And then, of course, we have like the Walking Dead ones where, again, virus, bite you, you're done. You get your fever, you wake up. You slowly rot over time. Okay. And then there is what is probably
1: the most... So that's like... so. Okay, so that was three. So we're on zombie type four.
0: This one is a fungal zombie. And it's the one that most people are kind of obsessed with these days because of The Last of Us.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: So that brings us to talking about real life zombies. So the Last of Us video game and TV show. Okay. Kind of got some real life influence. There are these zombies ants, which get infected with a fungi called Ophiocordyceps, which controls its brain. To infect others with its spores. So its main job is it gets in the brain and says, go infect as many others as possible. So that's priority one
1: for this fungus. That's like legitimately. A zombie. Zombie 101.
0: Worse, Jenna, while it's taking this body to go put spores into everything else, it. Eats its host body as nutrients, so it will literally be eating the organs and muscle and everything inside of the ant as it drives it to deliver its spores across others. Yeah. So, the Last of Us ones, it, if you mm. if you watch The Last of Us, they do something similar. They have the cordyceps get into their system. And you will see them as, like, just the regular ones. And then slowly they're, like, growing mushrooms until they're, like, the clicker stage where they're basically nothing but fungus
1: inside of a body.
0: And that's what it is. Now, granted, scientists say we are safe from this fungus ourselves, But just something to think about.
1: That's nightmare fuel. Come on. Especially with how
0: much Ugh. we do with cellular, cellular research. Yeah. I mean, I, I will get a little bit more to the cellular research here in a second because I want to talk about that. Okay. But I want to talk about um one other bug that is a zombified bug. And this is a take on zombification I haven't seen turned into a media
1: thing, but I think it could be really cool if it was. (laughs) Oh, no! We already have four categories, Amanda! We don't need a fifth one. Zombie spiders. (gasps) Zombie
0: spiders get stung by these specific kinds of wasps and implanted with larvae. Well, eggs. That hatch inside of the spider and turn into larva. The larva itself, inside the spider, takes control of the spider's body and controls it. Where it, the the specific kind of spider is a like a group spider. They 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 like to have their little colonies.
1: Um, <laughs> but. It Look, mi- I, also, I, I already believe in mafia spiders. If you like take out one, the rest of them are going to hear <laughs> about it and come and get you. And now you're telling me they live in colonies and, and they're getting zombified? Well, these zombified oh. spiders, mm. they
0: literally are driven to leave their groups, which is super unlike them, to make web structures and cocoons they've never made in their life. And they make these web structures and put a cocoon in it and then themselves into the cocoon for the wasps to be, able, the wasp larva to be able to eat them and grow to full maturity. Hear me out. If this was a person, you get stung by a bee, okay? You're minding your business, Jenna, and you get stung by a bee.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: And you get eggs in you. No! And no. they hatch. Mm-hmm. And they crawl through your skin. And they control your limbs. Even worse, what if they don't control your brain? What if they just Uh, control your limbs and you're wide awake and your body's just moving to do stuff it's never
1: done before? Okay, okay. (laughs) On one condition, if I can still drink tea and whiskey. They're controlling your hands. That's up to
0: them. Damn it. And eventually they're just going to make your body a Mm -mm. place for them to emerge from as they are fully born. Oh, I don't like
1: it. I love I it. Do, I don't like it. And that's, no, that's not okay. But
0: but zombies are, are everywhere. So <sighs> they they found them even in like plant species where there's like zombie plants that'll get taken over to pass on certain genes to other plants. And, and they have them in in what are called giant viruses now this isn't something i would consider as true zombie like as possible it's more on a cellular level but they have found that some of the they have found frozen viruses okay we all know this yeah among these frozen viruses are what are considered giant viruses and you may know more about this than me based on my very limited research for this particular episode Okay, But giant viruses, unlike most viruses, are extremely easy to see under a microscope. Like, they're blatant, right in your face.
1: Right. They're just bigger molecules. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, giant viruses. And these are old, old viruses. Well, they're finding that with certain heat and conditions and things like that that are happening in the world today, that these viruses are reanimating and this is true. So even on a so this is a cellular thing. It's not happening to full-blown humans, but these cells are coming back from the dead. And what are humans if not cells? A bunch of cells. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, cellular research has done a lot, and so has viral research in the terms of things that could come into fruition for a zombie virus. Um, You have people looking for ways to make people younger by making their cells stay alive longer. You have people. Yes. You have people Mm. looking to bring back extinct species by ways of granted cloning and genetic mutation, but they're still looking to bring the dead back. Sure. Most interestingly, and granted this research I think is really important there is a research study on reanimating the cells in a pig. And they, in order to see if they can reanimate full organs and full body function for purposes such as organ donation. Because you've got to know, organ donation is really important. And once an organ's dead, you can't really do anything with it.
1: And that is 100%. So um, if you want to donate organs, you have to generally be um, still oxygenating and have a beating heart in order to donate because you have to have that circulation to keep those organs functioning correctly. But then you're... Obviously, brain dead. Yeah. So if there isn't any sign of life, but all the trauma is, say, to the head from an accident, what have you, if you can't get back any circulation or sign of life, generally speaking, in the experience I've had, you are no longer a, a They're not donor. viable. No. Yeah. No.
0: Well, they found that... So, because cells themselves die slowly, even after oxygen and blood Mm -hmm. has left the system, they have found using um, enhanced synthetic blood and um, this, like, strain that they've been using, they can reanimate the cells of an already fully dead pig and revitalize its organs and under a microscope, it is impossible to tell the one that they have brought back to life from a fresh, healthy, living organ.
1: That's 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 a whole that's a whole nother level for me. I mean, granted, it's that's great a whole work. Level. It, it'll probably save a lot of people. Sh-
0: sure. But what happens if that mutates with something
1: terrible, right, that, you know, I kind of have this belief that there's always a price to pay. Anything you do good,
0: especially in the
1: world of science, is always going to have a cost. Mm -hmm. Period. So, I mean, you can certainly... I, I I really, in these certain circumstances, I, I, I know what it's like to need that, I don't want to say resource, but I know what it's like for people that are struggling and need new organs or they have organs that are failing. But to create an environment where we Keep things alive, or we reanimate things Messing just to with harvest. Life and death, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's, never. That's it's... pretty much where I'm at. If you, if you're, for lack of a better term, if you're playing God, there's going to be consequences, and they might not always be the best.
0: No, again, especially in the world of science. Yeah. I mean, nuclear energy is probably our best chance at sustainable future with very little dangers to it. But it also costs so many lives.
1: Yes. Yeah. Science is dangerous and beautiful. Can yes. <laughs> and that's Amanda's public right. announcement for the day. My my PSA. Your PSA for the day.
0: Don't fuck with science or science fucks with you. <laughs> Bing. Um No, seriously. So th- um, In fact, when I was in high school, all of this like research and to keep bringing stuff alive again and, and doing stuff like this was around the time that there was that chicken. Do you remember that chicken that had its head cut off and lived for 18 months? Oh, you didn't hear about that. <laughs> no. So this guy cuts off his chicken's head. And In the usual chicken fashion, it continues to run around a while with its head cut off.
1: To be fair, I have witnessed that in my lifetime. It's normally just like a last... reflex. A a reflex. Sure. This
0: chicken continued to walk and live and do its chickeny thing without its head for 18 months. Granted, he did feed it through its neck with a dropper, but it survived without its entire brain, its entire body operated without sight, sound, smell, any sort of pain response. I don't even know how that would be possible. 18 months this chicken lived.
1: Okay, mind blown.
0: Which a lot of people at the time took as proof that we don't
1: need brains to function? Oh, people, please, please, please don't cut off heads of things just to see if they can live for 18 <laughs> months. That's my PSA. Well,
0: granted one of um jellyfish are technically immortal unless you end their life for them and they don't have brains.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is actually True.
0: I'm sorry. I'm a pocket full of random facts. So,
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> so at this time, um, Resident Evil was really popular, and so was um. Oh, geez, what it was like a an era of zombie movies. Walking Dead was just in its early years. Oh yeah. So yeah. it it was zombie mania, and at this time there was cellular research going on that was working for the purpose of reanimating cells. Not this pig research, but other research. Mm. And at the time, the rumors were, and I could not find anything to back this up in my research today, but I remember looking it up at the time and having found what I believed in my high school brain to be pretty conclusive (laughs) evidence. Okay. the corporation that owns resident evil that owns its movies, the
1: umbrella corporation
0: was the one funding this research. Wow. So there is, there's been this part of me my whole life that believes this big or evil corporation. Well, not my whole life, but my whole life. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. But you know,
0: this evil corporation That's going to do all this special research and make people into zombies, and it was based in Florida.
1: Oh gosh! Now who doesn't? Oh gosh! Who here doesn't love a Florida man? I do because my man is a Florida man.
0: I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna talk a bit, a little bit about. Florida men, and then I'm going to tell you about something. Wait, a specific Florida man? Two of them. Oh. On two separate occasions, granted. Okay. All right, so let's start with number one, who is probably the most popular zombie in the modern world. In 2012, closed-circuit TV cameras caught what was an 18-minute event before the police arrived, a, nake, a, a man in Florida stripped naked, attacked a homeless man, and ate off 80% of his face. When the police arrived on s- scene, he was shot for what was considered to be more than what a human could withstand before he finally dropped. 80% of his face. His toxicity report only showed a faint trace of marijuana. Now, at the time before his toxicity came back and his autopsy came back, people believe that he was high on bath salts. And that's why he ate this guy's face off. Trace amounts of marijuana. This guy stripped naked, ran down the street, attacked a homeless man, and spent eighteen minutes—not a quick bite on his face, not a quick—eighteen minutes, eighteen minutes eating off this guy's face. Oh,
1: oh, oh! Eighty percent of his face. Oh my! This giddy was aunt. not. No,
0: this is not, not a guy okay. who snapped at some homeless mm-hmm. guy and bit his face. Like it's not a guy who like had a quick reaction mm-hmm. and bit his nose off or something. No, this is someone who was deliberately eating someone's face
1: mm no, he he was like a big deal. Ugh, I can't mm I disturbing on so many levels. It really is. yeah,
0: it really is. yeah. More disturbing is what happened in August of 2016, also in Florida. Okay? a 19 year old named Austin Hariff. Real good kid, bright future, was going to college, great student, had everything in his life put together. Is eating dinner with his parents after having hung out with some of his frat buddies. So he hangs out with his frat buddies and then he goes to dinner with his mom and dad. Okay. The server is slow and he's hungry and he's angry that the food isn't coming because who hasn't been there? So, because he's so upset with the slow service, he storms away. He wanders into a local neighborhood and comes upon this couple who is just sitting in their garage, you know, with the garage door open, chilling out, having a nice evening together. He pulls out a switchblade and stabs them. Unprovoked. A neighbor calls 911 and tries to intervene, only to get stabbed himself. When the police arrived, he was naked, growling, grunting, and making what they described as animal noises as he ripped off chunks of flesh from the couples and ate it. Repeated use of stun guns and the police dog could not tear him from his meal. It took three officers. This is a 19 year old kid. He was not a big kid either. He looks scrawny. Three officers to forcefully remove him from the bodies. His toxicity report came back clean and he tested clean of any synthetic drugs like bath salts. Oh my God. There was not a trace of any sort of intoxication. And the police themselves say he did not display any forms of someone who was intoxicated. It was just primal animalistic energy.
1: Jeez.
0: Can you fucking imagine?
1: No. No.
0: That you have to repeatedly use a stun gun and it does not work, which I cannot buy. Have you ever felt a stun gun? It is not pleasant. It is drop you to your knees. No. No. A dog, a trained dog, could not pull him off of these bodies. And he was not biting them off. He was not cutting them off. He was ripping chunks of flesh from their bodies. Oh
1: my gosh! That is just... Oh, no! I
0: can't even... This kid was a good kid. What snapped in him so fully? I could get like... not. Like, I like there's some part of me that if I just found out this 19 year old who was a good student snapped and stabbed some people that I would be like, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, like there'd be that little part that was like, OK, he was a little off his rocker. He yeah, got but
1: inked. I'm I'm thinking like brain tumor, like massive brain tumor that just that like does, pushed on that brain does not, stem. And
0: how does that explain him not him having strength enough that three officers were required to take mm. him off? How, Because the cellular research into this stuff, Jenna, all takes place in Florida. And all of us oh, willingly gosh. excuse anything that a Florida man does. It's such a perfect cover-up for any sort of zombie testing.
1: <laughs> all you have to do is Google weird shit in Florida and, and pages if of stuff If you wanted comes to up. hide
0: that you were practicing with a zombie virus on humans, Florida would be the place to do it.
1: Sure. Seriously, what snapped in this kid? How do you snap? I don't know, that's terrifying. Isn't it? That's absolutely terrifying.
0: There's there's cases of zombification everywhere. There's there's this one I came across that's a shorter story. This kid in like Brazil or something, 2 years old. 2 years old he dies. That's a baby. It's a baby. It's really yeah. sad. Two years old, he dies. He's put into an airtight body bag. And his family is working on planning his funeral and trying to figure out how to cope with everything. Like, been dead long enough, they're handling that, right? Right. He starts moving in the body bag. He sits up, asks Mm -mm. his dad for a cup of water, and then balls again. And they take him to the hospital and have him pronounced dead for the second time.
1: Okay, that's... that's mm,
0: we may not have conclusive evidence that there is a zombie virus out there, but there are certainly a lot of people eating flesh and coming back from the dead. Now, granted, none of this really accounts for the Typical zombie thing that we all see. The decaying flesh. Isn't it classic
1: zombie? Yeah, I would say. To see yeah. the flesh. Like they're green. They've got pieces hanging off of them. Their flesh
0: is just falling they're, off their skin. Their eyes
1: are like foggy. It's picture time. Oh no.
0: <sighs> Pull them up. Okay. You you may look at them. Okay. What you are about to look at. Is the results of... Crocodile, which is a Russian drug.
1: Oh, crocodile.
0: Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Crocodile, crocodile, crocodile. Yeah,
1: crocodile.
0: Okay, so I'm opening up
1: pictures. (gasps) What the? I would not show that to our
0: viewers, um, but you guys can look it up if you want. It is definitely for 18 and over. Um, It is a Russian drug that has an opioid effect, which can cause incoherence jerking motions, shuffling and shambling steps. Mm Mm-hmm. But the worst thing that comes from it is it literally eats your flesh from the inside out.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. If this crossed... And you're still alive, might I say. You're, You're still, like...
0: Oh, these people will go from having these, like, purple welts on the inside of them to it literally... some Like, we're talking their faces literally look like skulls. We're talking a normal flesh and bo- flesh arm with a bone
1: sticking out to the side. Oh, yeah. So those uh, I've I've been familiar with crocodile for a few years now. I those are by far the worst case pictures I have seen. They it is horrible. Horrible. That
0: so one of the pictures mm. I showed Jenna is a lady with basically most of her face as a skeleton. One, yeah. Like one entire side, basically, the skull itself. Eye,
1: eye sockets exposed, the eyes gone. Oh, she does look like a classic zombie.
0: The other one this woman has from her wrist to her elbow, her one of her bones, I don't know which one it is. Um, it's the one on the outside of I'll the arm. You. Is... Completely exposed. She has normal flesh on the other side. That's
1: that's actually um, your inner bone because oh. of the way she's holding the way she's it. And it. so it's the radial bone, the radial. which is the bigger bone out of the yeah. forearm.
0: Completely exposed. Now, granted, this, oh. this girl does look very, like, anemic and malnourished. So her arm is very small as is. But literally this entire stretch of bone sticking out. And I was watching videos of them debriding these wounds, Jenna, of them. Treating them, and it's oh, this is not stuff you can specialize. Yeah, effects. no,
1: no, we're not. We're you, like Amanda said, you can Google that, but we are not going to post that. That's that's actually very disturbing. It,
0: it is very disturbing, but I knew you were in the medical field, right? The only reason I felt comfortable showing you is because I'm like, it's Jenna, yeah, that's fair. But imagine if crocodile, crocodile, however you want to say it merged with a viral infection or the fungi or the fungi especially where we know that viral mm. meningitis can have effects that create zombie like brains oh yeah in certain ways no if it mutated and joined with like a meningitis no. or rabies or a a, you could in a lab synthesize at this point in time mm-hmm. something that would make people eat flesh
1: Have no, I mean, legitimately main brain control. I I would say it's possible because nowadays anything is pretty much possible. I would say ethics is probably the only thing stopping us. Yes. From... But even mm, certain people, their ethics are not as strong as others. We have... All the ingredients for what would be a classic zombie. There's, there's the Doctor Jekylls in the world that want to develop shit that'll. Oh gosh, I don't like it. So I do not like it.
0: I, nope. yeah. So nope. that <laughs> that is where I wanted to go with zombies today Whoa. was showing the true horror of the ability
1: for zombies to walk the earth. And the corruption of our, well, you know, human... I believe I believe that
0: literally anyone with any sort of money or power is corrupted. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Oh gosh, that was terrifying. I'm sorry. <laughs> that
0: was. Terrifying. I'm, I'm not actually sorry. <laughs> no, I know you're not. I know um, you're not. I also did send you a picture of. Okay. What is an image amongst there? Oh yes, the of, man. Yes, that is mm-hmm. a classic Haitian interpretation uh, of a zombie. So that one's okay, okay if we want to show our viewers. Yep, okay. um, we'll post it. Yeah, of
1: course we will. Just a, a kind of a black and white of somebody with just blank eyes. and
0: What you normally think of a zombie. Yeah. I had so much fun with this research. Mm. I There is a ton of like... There's quite a few stories of like people coming back from the dead and stuff like that. But... I have not, to your relief, I'm sure, found any instances where the person who has come back from the dead has decided to eat flesh.
1: Okay. So, if it makes okay. you feel
0: better. A little bit, the, yeah. The two instances are possible separately as of right now, but have not coincided. But
1: have not merged. Yet. Uh huh. Okay. Zombie survival kits. Now. There you go. That's your. There you go. The third PSA of the day. I'm going to keep saying it until people don't Okay. It.
0: All right. All right, tell me about Goatman.
1: Be- yes, Goatman. Okay. Oh, I am so excited because as you did, I went way back. I like going in the way back machine and with Mr. Peabody.
0: I think I think it's very cool to get all the way to the back. Yeah. And and kind of see the beginnings.
1: Yes, and and this is the reason why is because I have a theory or a hypothesis that we're going to tie in at the end, so I'm going to start at the beginning, maybe of what you
0: have found to be the beginning.
1: Yeah. So so the beginning we have to go back to like Greek and Roman mythology. Oh,
0: yes. Gotta love the Greeks.
1: Yep. So the faun is a half-human, half-goat, mythological creature in uh, Greek and Roman mythology. First Roman, then more Greek. Uh, originally, they were spirits of the woods and rustic places. Um, the upper half was a man that had horns on his head, whatever size you want to depict. Um, You know, curly ram horns or small, tiny spikes.
0: Like if you've watched Narnia.
1: Exactly. Think of Narnia. Um, And the lower half is goat, including hooves. Okay.
0: That's very devil-like, if you ask me. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, we might get there. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah. Why do you do this to me?
1: (laughs) Uh, Because you do it right back. (laughs) (laughs) you do see okay they did get mixed in so fawns got mixed in with the greek satyr right which have been depicted as um a naked man with a large member or I know, I just had to throw that in there, because I, I, I'm trying to be as accurate as possible, but then also leave that part out. So if you know about that part, people, fine. I've mentioned it. Moving on. Listen, we all read Percy Jackson. <laughs> right. So, uh, but ev- I wouldn't say evolved, but was also depicted as half horse, half man. Wouldn't that be
0: more like a centaur?
1: No, only if it had two legs, but a horse's tail. So it had horse legs with hooves and a horse tail.
0: So rather than a goat bottom, a horse bottom. Sure. It didn't have all four horse legs.
1: Right. Gotcha. Half deer, part man. So again, hooves, hairy. So hooved creature on the bottom. Sure. Man up top, but with antlers.
0: Was it always men? Like are there female equivalents? Mm.
1: Um
0: cuz I know with centaurs there's female equivalents.
1: I didn't really go down that rabbit hole okay. because goat man.
0: Okay. Uh
1: but by the renaissance they were depicted as a two-hooved creatures with horns and a tail of a goat. And their legs were basically furry, muscular legs with the human head and torsos, torso arms. Um, but they also borrowed this look from the Greek god Pan. Yes. And again, Narnia. Think Narnia. Um... Also, ancient Roman mythology uh, beliefs include a god named Faunus. Yes. Which is um, bewitched the woods. He kind of haunted. Yeah. You know, he, dwelled in the he, woods. Flora and fauna. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Greek god Pan and a goddess named Fauna uh, were goat people. Oh, were they? Yeah people so European mythology has nature spirits and are often depicted as human animal hybrids so we've seen this before in other instances I would think um, but they are also mentioned in the Indian Sanskrit poem Ramayana the they talk about half human half animal hybrids. Really? In India? Yes.
0: I would not I don't granted I don't know a lot about mythos from that part of the
1: world. I think don't don't quote me on this cuz I didn't go down that rabbit hole, but they have a monkey king that has the face of a monkey and the tail of a monkey, but the body is human. Really? I but don't quote me. Okay,
0: okay. I'm just surprised. It's not something I would have associated right. with that particular region
1: of the world. Sure, sure. The ancient Celts believed in Dusy, dis- Dusu, or Dusy, a hairy demon that would take human form and seduce women.
0: <laughs> no granted, satyrs are always known for their seduction of women. Exactly. So, yes, that's unsurprising. Right. Although I don't know about you, but if a goat guy walks up to me, I'm not interested. uh I don't swing that way. so <laughs> Just saying. Not your ballpark. Yeah. Mm-mm. You you don't want it. You don't want a goat.
1: Nope.
0: Yeah. Okay. No. Nope. Me neither. I can't. I've,
1: I've actually owned goats, and nope. <laughs> nope.
0: You're like I've cleaned up that mess. I'm not marrying it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. The Celtic-Irish had Bocanach, and the Scottish had Ur-Suig and Lavasteg, and the Manics, Goyor-Hedach, that were all described as part human, part goat.
0: So this is a worldwide phenomenon. They're not unique. Yes. Yes. Alright. I,
1: I I am so I knew Greek Roman Well yeah. But but not some of the rest of this is kind of was kind of news to me. Um Hesetius of Alexandria um, from the 5th and 6th century AD recorded the Okay, I'm going to attempt it. Illyrians believed in a satyr-like creatures called Duadani. Duadani? That's the pronunciation I'm going to go with. <laughs> um Slavic Leshi also have similarities to the satyr. Leshi. I have heard the term leshi before. Being covered in hair, having goat horns, goat ears, feet, and long claw-like fingers.
0: Oh, that's creepy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't... The rest of it just seems, like, playful, but the claw-like fingers... Right? That feels a little bit more... Malev- Malevolent. Aggressive. Yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, yeah. So, guess what book they're also mentioned in? Epic of Gilgamesh? The Bible.
0: Well, okay. I kind of can buy that. If there's, I mean, Satan is... In
1: the Bible, the Hebrew word suer means he goat. Suer. And also that they had a cult that worshipped them.
0: Okay, that feels very much like referencing worship to the devil again because the devil is often described as cloven hoofed and
1: goat like in ways. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Hmm. But it actually states that they worshiped this goat man. Goat man in the Bible. <laughs> okay. I love that
0: stuff. I like right? I love when uh lores mingle in with religious texts because a lot of people will leave certain things like that out of right. their religious conversations. So yes. so when it intermingles like that, I find it really fascinating because it's like yeah. you might be ignoring this
1: huge part. Yeah. So we all we we all know that the Great Flood happened.
0: Yes, there's been a lot of like History Channel episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, so
1: there's been things that have happened in the Bible that have actually been, I would say, ninety percent documented as true.
0: Right, but I mean, some of the places in Harry Potter are real places. So oh well.
1: All right, all right. If all you right. catch I'll my drift, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. So they're largely viewed, this is the Fawns and pan and the satyrs. Largely, largely viewed as mischief makers, tricksters. Aren't over- they considered
0: to be part of the fae realm in certain cultures as well?
1: Possibly. Okay. Yes. They're overly playful and have a very large sexual appetites. Animalistic and rowdy. Yeah. They just like a good time. They like to sing. They like to dance. They like to be out there. I think one of my first
0: introductions to satyrs was when I read Fablehaven. And the satyrs in that book are nothing but troublemakers.
1: Yeah. And, and they're just crazy. Oh, they are. I yeah. love them. Yeah. I love them thoroughly. <laughs> so, fawn satyrs seen as semi divine beings and companions of the gods. Yes. And also possess their own kind of wisdom. So if you caught one, you could ask them a question like, you know, what's the meaning of the universe? And they'd have to tell you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Love that. Wish I'd been informed of that. So, (laughs) you
1: know, that might be kind of more of, you know, where it kind of bleeds into the fey realm. Right,
0: right, but I mean, whether you're talking about real life things or falsified things, when you get to the realm of mythology, they both bleed together so seamlessly that it's hard to tell where the line ends between what was actually fiction and what was real life.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. Okay. The first century AD Roman poet Ovid... Ovid, mm-hmm. said Jupiter, king of gods to the Greek, just like Zeus is king of the gods of the Roman era, expressed worry that the viciousness of humans would leave fawns, nymphs, and satyrs with nowhere to live.
0: Yes. Yes. Because nymphs and fawns and satyrs all need the forest.
1: So he gave them a home in the woodlands, forests, and mountains to keep them safe. Or so the mythology says.
0: So what you're telling me is... <laughs>
1: We're gonna circle back to that. Okay, okay. We're gonna circle back to that. I'm
0: vibing. I'm vibing. I'm good with circling. Okay,
1: now on to Goatman. Now that we've done a little bit of backstory about fawns. Where did Goatman
0: first show up? Because honestly, I haven't heard a lot of tales about Goatman.
1: Okay. Supposedly an urban legend described as a being similar to the fawn or satyr, but also resembling a hairy humanoid human face and body covered in hair but having horns on its head
0: bigfoot's cousin (laughs) bigfoot's horny cousin (laughs) it was
1: right there it was right there yep it was right there you just had to because it was right there it was yeah so some of the legends come from the 1950s in maryland in maryland Mm-hmm. Following the deaths of local dogs. But in May 1971, University of Maryland student George Lazama completed an undergraduate folklore project on the goat man, which claims a scientist was working on goats at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center in Maryland. When there was an incident and he turned into a (laughs) half-man, half-goat, Spider-Man effect, and began to terrorize people. I know. I know. I love that. That's one origin story.
0: Why does that feel, that really feels like a Batman villain? Like it really does? Like Like Mr. Freeze vibes in a way? Mm -hmm. Like just... (laughs)
1: 100%.
0: I got turned into a half goat. Half 100%. man. Now I must terrorize everyone in this town. Eh, I've been right. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. Okay. There's also uh I just found like one paragraph that post Civil War era, so like eighteen forties ish.
0: Well, let's
1: see. Post Civil
0: War, yeah. So
1: Civil War ended eighteen
0: thirty six, I think.
1: Yeah. So we're we're talking about the eighteen forties. Okay. Then a so. man, uh, that was a um, you know, former soldier was traveling through Wisconsin with his new bride and through a desolate stretch of the countryside they were actually terrorized by a half man half goat terrorized yes but i only found one paragraph that said that so you can just I hate, i'll just put that right here and, i
0: hate when I there's know. not more than that listen it keep so journals hard. especially if you get attacked by random stuff keep thorough journals if you encounter a cryptid, people, come on. There are tabloids. They will accept your story. People <laughs> they want might to pay re- you for it. People want to read that stuff. Okay? Right. So just stop yeah. worrying about if you're going to get made fun of and tell me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. All right. All right. So another folklorist believes the Goatman legend began long, 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 long ago before that time. So long before 1950, 1970. And that little blip from post-Civil War era could possibly prove that. Um, But that this legend was kept alive by bored teenagers. However... There are legends and sightings in other states from Maryland. We're talking Wisconsin. We're talking Texas. We're talking South Carolina, North Carolina.
0: Those single set of teens could not be responsible for right.
1: that. We're talking Alaska.
0: Now, Alaska, mm-hmm. that's really out there. Yeah. Especially, when when was this? You said the 80s?
1: Uh, 1970s is when it first became... Kind of lore.
0: Alaska is thinly populated in today's world. In the 70s, it must have been even. Right. Sp- more. St- what is it? What's the word? Sparse.
1: Right. Right. That's insane to me. Yeah. So. Um, you have pictures. I do have pictures.
0: I don't like when you have pictures. I love when you have pictures, but I don't <laughs> like when you have pictures.
1: So, a modern description of the Goatman is between six and eight feet tall. Completely hairy in some descriptions. Partially hairy in others. Almost all of them, in fact, all of them have horns. And strange eyes. Some are described as stinky, don't smell that great, but they've actually coined a term for the uber hairy goat man, sheep squatch.
0: I called it.
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> you did. You 100% called it. 100% Given called it.
0: me shit for it and yep. I called it.
1: I know, you totally called it, but I had to wait. I had to wait
0: told you i'm a i'm a pocket full of randomness <laughs> i know it all
1: it's all there somewhere yes yes yes, <laughs> yes. it is all there <laughs> it is all there okay so um one of these creatures that we're going to talk about that is described as the goat man is the pope lick monster Uh, he is reported to live under a train trestle bridge over Pope Lick Creek in Fisherville, Kentucky, near Louisville.
0: Okay, I'm glad you clarified that because that is yeah. not what I thought when you said a Pope Lick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, "Why is he going around licking
1: Pope?" I think your I think your tea is already. <laughs> taking effect for you today just saying just saying uh so according to accounts the creature uses voices or mimicry or sometimes even hypnosis to lure trespassers onto the bridge to meet their death by an oncoming train
0: So he gets them up there on this and gets them run over by a train.
1: Yep. And we're not just talking about like a small, like 10, 20 foot trestle bridge. We're talking probably close to like 70, 80 foot high trestle bridge. Like it's very high up in the air.
0: James Bond moment. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. So, others claim he jumps down from the bridge onto cars to terrify people. Why not both? (laughs) Right? Or attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe. And the sight of him is so unsettling, people would actually rather jump to their deaths from the bridge than face the goat man.
0: Do you know how many lives have been lost on that bridge like just even from a point of view where the police would be like oh we've had 17 suicides or
1: so they've had a lot of deaths on that bridge and the reason being is it's still an active railway it still transports up to 3 times a day goods to Louisville, Kentucky on that on that Train track. So weird. So most people think it's a defunct, unoperational bridge and they go out there looking for Goatman only to have the train come. What if they don't go
0: looking for Goatman? What if they find Goatman?
1: But there's been many that have tried to jump out of the way of the moving train and die as results of injury jumping off there's others that try to hold like hold on to the bridge to to wait till the train goes by but the shaking and everything from the 10 minutes the train is going over the tracks most people can't hold on no who yeah holding on yeah
0: your whole body weight for 10 minutes oh yeah I I don't think a lot of people can do that. No.
1: Maybe a Navy SEAL, but... Or a know.
0: Marine or like...
1: Right. Like S- somebody some... super fit and yeah. conditioned. For sure.
0: Really. But honestly, what if those deaths...
1: I... All right. I don't know. That's what we're here for, Jenna. Right? So another origin story... Here at this Kentucky Bridge is of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers and being reincarnated into the Goat Man. Good for him. Just that easy, right? (laughs) Why would you want
0: to? That's the whole thing.
1: I'm like, why would you want to be reincarnated into a Goat Man?
0: There's a lot of choices. Why that one?
1: Exactly. I I don't know.
0: See, that's where he really fell off his rocker.
1: Right? Yeah. You could be reincarnated as like Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Oprah. Or, or the next King
0: of England. The
1: King of England. Or the next Dalai Lama. But a goat man?
0: Hey, listen. People got to eat.
1: <laughs> I guess. I don't get it. I don't get it. People are weird. I know. So now we go to Lake Worth Monster, said to inhabit Lake Worth at the Fort Worth Nature Refuge in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are, is Goatman bigger in Texas? They do have a festival at the lake every year. But oh, hey, capitalism. Oh, that's fun. Right? I love stuff like that. Capitalism. Um, this creature, again, is described as part man, part goat. With long clawed fingers. Why the long
0: clawed fingers? I don't get that. That doesn't feel like a
1: goat feature. So No, because of the hooves on the feet. But it does seem am- a- animalistic. It does, but yeah. not
0: for the type of animal that...
1: Well, how threatened would you be if something came at you with hooves and was like... Eh. And versus claws. No, you're absolutely okay.
0: you're absolutely right. Okay. I'm just saying is like a
1: from a genetic You're going <laughs> back to science. <laughs> no science. Stop the science. No science. <laughs> Amanda rage quits. <laughs> Amanda just rage quit. Okay. Um This creature is also dubbed as uh, part man, part goat. Uh, Noted in a newspaper article in July 1969. Where the monster jumped out of a tree and onto a car. Why are they jumping on cars? Seriously. Goats like to climb on shit. So they're just. Yeah, they're just climbing. They're just doing what goats do. Sure. That's goat nature. Look, there's something higher up than the ground. I think I want to be on top <laughs> of it. Nope, that's that's what goats do.
0: That would be they terrifying, climb. right? For a hairy goat man to just on your windshield
1: like Uh, yeah. I mean yeah, that I no. No, I don't like it. So You don't <laughs> I don't know which would be more terrifying, it running along the car as you're going down the road or it jumping on the car while you're just sitting there.
0: Okay. Jumps on your car. You're startled in the moment, but it probably like falls off the hood or like goes somewhere else. Right? Sure. Running alongside you.
1: It can catch you and still eat you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, oh okay. uh, I love right. stuff like this. I really, truly do.
1: Okay, <laughs> now we're going to travel to Old Alton's Bridge, a.k.a. Goatman's Bridge. It's a truss bridge between Denton and Copper Canyon in Texas. So another area of Texas, not close to the Another bridge. To the lake. Mm-hmm. Another Isn't bridge.
0: It, hang on. Uh, let me see if I'm remembering. Now, granted, I know Trolls Under the Bridge is a Billy common. Goat Scruff. Yeah. Isn't he the one under the bridge the riddles 3
1: billy goat scruff oh my gosh i didn't even think of that till just now now i'm going to have to A- am i wrong like <laughs> he has the riddles 3 and you go to him
0: and you have to answer him to get across the bridge
1: google that i google can't that. oh sh- <laughs> shut the front door nope you can't because your phone is currently Pre- preoccupied being our cinematographer <laughs> Okay, we will Google that and look it up. Okay, it was built in 1884, originally for horses and carriages. Okay. So, way back. Way back. Um, And then, obviously, it gave way to cars and trucks. But it was a single-lane bridge. Yeah, there was one of those in Utah for a while. Mm -hmm. So, you have to honk your horn before you drive across it in case somebody's coming.
0: Yeah, because otherwise one of mm-hmm. you is going to have to go into reverse, and then you have to awkwardly stare at each other's eyes while you... <laughs> yeah, it just
1: is awkward all around. So it is now on the National Registry of Historic Places. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the bridge became part of a hiking trail when a new bridge was built in 2001. Okay. So it was in use for over 100 years, like 115 years. That's a good bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. They knew how to build them. It is said to be haunted by the goat man or a goat man. And this came from a local story from the 1930s, 40s time frame. A local black or African-American farmer raised goats with his family north of the bridge. Okay. His name was Oscar Washburn. He became known as dependable and honest in his business after just a few years of living there in the area. Well, that's good.
0: I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of rare in the 40s, especially in the South. So that's good. Sure.
1: He was dubbed the Goat Man by locals. And he even put up a sign on the Alton Bridge saying, This way to the Goat Man.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. But because he was black and successful, the local KKK.
0: Yeah. Klux let, Klan. let let's not beat around the bush about stuff that's right. happened in history. What right. happened, happened, and ignoring it won't change anything.
1: No. They took him from his family, put a noose around his neck at Alton Bridge, and threw him over the side to hang him.
0: They hung him from the bridge?
1: Now, granted, I did not go looking for newspaper articles on this. No. So this is completely from the lore side. So when they looked over the side of the bridge to, you know, obviously they... Sick bastards wanted to see their handiwork. Uh, it said it said he was gone, like the noose was empty. Good for him, right? Frankly, <gasps> but then the clan then went back and murdered his entire family. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can't cry. I'm wearing I a know.
1: I know. I know. This is like one of those, it's so tragic, but so real, it could have actually happened. Right? So, locals warn that if you cross the bridge at night without your lights on, as the clan did, you will be met on the other side by the goat man.
0: Good for him.
1: Right? So, it's almost like he's now guarding that bridge. Because his family was on the other side. Right? In this area, people have also seen strange lights in the woods. People have been touched and grabbed by unseen entities. And had rocks even thrown at them. And I'll say it again with no shame, but our buddies on um, Ghost Adventures... Actually went there and did a whole episode on the Goatman Bridge. I've seen it. It is kind of terrifying. It's a really good episode. You can probably hit it up on YouTube or streaming. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Let's be real. We got Mm -hmm. the internet. If your fingers, you can find it.
1: Yes. So those are just a few of the places that have goatman lore. That
0: got heavy for a second.
1: Right? Oh my god. So so now we're going to get into the uber fun part where I tell you modern eyewitness stories. Dun dun dun. Yep.
0: <laughs> modern eyewitness. How modern are we talking?
1: Um 5 years. Within the last five years? Like twenty eighteen? Like Yeah. So The Goat Man Almost Had Me by Nathan Sonjava. This is on a Darkness Prevails episode on YouTube. Okay. I believe he also has a podcast, so shout out shout out to Darkness Prevails. Um don't know him, but if 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 you see this darkness and you want to hit us up hit me up love it yeah we. I, I feel like there's a community i think so yeah i would hope so yeah okay so shout out to him he has a really excellent youtube video with eyewitness stories that legitimately is over four hours long
0: holy cow that's an insane amount of research yes. it's good for him
1: and I've only picked a couple of them to share. <laughs> okay. Again, this happened five years ago. Um, she lived in a rural area of South Carolina. Okay. Which had uh, large forested areas. Now, to be fair, I've been to North Carolina because my husband's family is from there. Um, it's not what I would expect for a... East Coast state. Right. I legitimately thought it would be like wall to wall people and that there's no like open spaces. It's not like that. No. You actually have like little clusters of community and then clusters of woods and stuff in between them. And they've made it so that those clusters, I mean, this is how I see it, are kind of interconnected. So you do have wildlife there. You do have deer and, you know, not as big as out here in the West, but you do have wild animals and other things. I
0: feel like the Carolinas in particular have. Well,
1: Blue Ridge Mountains. They're really close to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. His family. Okay. So uh, large forested areas. The house she was uh, living in was on a half acre with miles of forest behind it. So it butted up against the forest. She admits she had always been a skeptic and she has always before this event looked for rational explanations of things.
0: Yeah, I think think most level headed people do.
1: Right? Yeah. But this encounter had nothing rational about it. So there was no way at all for
0: her to even pretend that something else had happened. No. Oh God, poor no. girl. No. Uh,
1: she admits she has never told anyone verbally her story, and it was a, a a very big burden for her to carry. But she finally wrote it down and submitted it to "Darkness Prevails." Oh. Uh huh. She was home alone with her dog Max. Uh, She was playing Xbox, hanging out. And then Max, of course, was like, hey, I need to go outside. Uh, So she took him outside to do his business. And she mentions that she didn't use a leash as Max was very well trained. um, Usually, you know, did his thing, came right back in, listened, blah, blah, blah. It was a dark summer night. And she recalled how quiet it was. No crickets? No. When she first let out Max, she said she immediately noticed that it was so quiet it was kind of unnerving.
0: Yeah, quiet in a wooded area is not a good thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then she heard a loud thud just past the tree line. And Max heard it too. Because Max went ballistic and went to investigate. He wasn't listening to her calls to come back. He was running deeper into the woods. So she started... He was
0: chasing something.
1: So she started to follow him. She then heard a low growl coming from the trees and froze.
0: That's when you know when to nope.
1: (laughs) But Max was still full on running into the trees. She plunged into the woods after Max with nothing but the light of her cell phone to guide her.
0: Oh my God. She's constantly
1: calling to him, telling him to get back here. After a few minutes, she could hear Max's whimpering cry and ran towards that sound.
0: If the dog dies, Jenna! (laughs) Okay,
1: spoiler, he doesn't die. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She then saw him, ran toward him, knelt down to scold him for not listening, and to pick him up when she heard A shuffling noise coming from beside her.
0: No. Even if it's something normal, that is not something you want to hear in the woods at night.
1: Mm -hmm. And Max continued to whine. She was frozen with terror, but eventually turned her head toward the sound. No. No, I'm done. A few yards away, she saw a pale, inhuman face peeking out from the bushes. Its eyes were not human. They were too far apart. It then suddenly stood up, towering over her and Max. She saw horny, goat-like horns on its head and ran. Scooped Max and ran. She could hear it crashing through the brush behind her as she broke the tree line, bolting for her home. She stopped only once inside with the, to lock the door. She then peered out the window no. to see a tall figure On two legs, standing just inside the tree line on her property, staring at the house.
0: Like it couldn't get past the trees.
1: Well, it did, but just barely. Like just enough to know she was there, right?
0: No. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Mm Mm-mm. Move. She
1: ran through the house, locking everything she could lock. Barricaded herself in her room because she was home alone. Laid on her bed most of the night, absolutely terrified.
0: I would have called the police. Like I don't even care if they would have. Right, believed I would. I just would have wanted would've. the company.
1: Yep, I would have. She continues to research cryptids to this day to try to understand what it was that she saw. I know that feeling. Classic Goatman. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You saw Goatman, sweetie. I know
0: that feeling, though, that right. I saw something and I need to identify it feeling.
1: Like. It's like when you see something. It's
0: like when you forget a word.
1: Right. And it messes with your head and you're like, I got to, I got to figure it out. Obsessed. I got to remember. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then when it clicks, it clicks.
1: Or you, like, so I remember completely. the date when blah, 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 but you can't remember the date. And so then you have to research and research and find that date. And then you're like, yes, validation. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Why she continues to research
0: completion, sense of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Validation.
0: No, I, I know that feeling.
1: Validation. Okay, this one. Yep, there's more. I saw the Goatman of Maryland by But Why, 1984 on
0: Reddit. Okay.
1: Slash cryptids. So this is a cryptid thread on Reddit. When I was four or five years old, I'm going to tell it first person because, you know, why not? When I was four or five years old, we lived in a trailer in Baltimore, Maryland. I distinctly remember being haunted by what looked like a goat who stood upright. I would see it walk in shadow past my room with distinct horns on its head. I would call out to my parents, I saw a goat, I saw a goat, a scary goat. But my parents thought I was saying ghost.
0: Yeah, I would too.
1: But I would still try to tell them it was a goat. She goes on to say that her parents dismissed it. Of course. She then went to a petting zoo with her grandmother. And she remembered her grandmother saying, be careful of the goats. They'll eat anything.
0: Oh, no.
1: I then
0: no. proceeded oh, to
1: pet the animals only to turn and find a goat chewing on my t-shirt. Oh. She said I had an unnatural, very over-the-top reaction to this goat chewing on my shirt. And if I would have known now, or if I would have known then
0: what i know now
1: what i know now there was a good reason why i was losing my shit
0: <laughs> right Goat in your hallway at night yeah
1: right she said only recently at 36 years old and this story is also oh, God. about five years old at 36 years old did i read about the goat man of maryland it sent chills up my spine when I recalled those events and saw the drawings of the cryptid. I am certain that is what I saw as a child. That's always a very
0: terrible realization to have. It's like it's like when you Mhm. It's like when you find out you were traumatized and you didn't know it. You're like, yeah. You're like, I thought that was this or that. I made up my own excuses for what that was.
1: Absolutely.
0: And to find out,
1: yeah. Oh, terrifying.
0: Absolutely terrifying.
1: So my thing is is that for a young child, that's kind of a very specific a goat. Right, a goat.
0: Like if your kid comes in and they've been watching Spider-Man and they're like, I saw the Green Goblin. Right. It's much easier to dismiss what they're saying. Right. Or even something like a ghost or a monster. Sure. But to specifically come to your parents and say, I saw a, a goat. scary
1: goat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Most of my kids, um, of course, we went to petting zoos and whatnot when they were really little. And then we moved here rural and we had goats for two or three years. And um, so I wouldn't say that they they really knew goats until we actually had goats, right? Right. They were just annoyed that they climbed on everything right. and would headbutt them as they walked through the right. yard.
0: And most kids when they have, like I've seen mm-hmm. kids who are scared at petting zoos. I did, a, I did 4-H and FFA and I watched kids interact with animals they yeah. weren't familiar with. And when kids would get afraid with certain animals, they would just kind of... Shrink away, back up, stay away from them. Yeah. And and as long as they were, like, on the other side of the pen from them, they didn't really care. Right. They they weren't uh, truly afraid of them, just more skittish of them. Even the most scared of them.
1: Totally. That's fair. And. That's a fair, fair assessment.
0: So a young kid Mm -hmm. expressing that much Mm -hmm. terror in contact with a goat. Yes. Yes tells me a whole
1: lot so i think this is a good spot
0: all right
1: i'm gonna show you some pictures all right okay so this is actually the alton bridge in um texas so it's a short little bridge like i said one lane yeah doesn't look Uberly scary in the dark. It doesn't look like right? those
0: red railings are original.
1: Here's here's a view from the top. So it does span a pretty good river.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Like that looks like it would be a deep river wherever you plunge. True. It. Like
1: True. Here's here's another view. Oh from this side. That gives you classic, like Deep Woods. Deep Woods vibes. Yeah. 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 So um uh, here here's a picture and to be fair, I thought this one was just kind of funny and just threw it in. Um, but it was posted by a TV station, Marilyn Goatman. Uh, Looks more like a dude in a costume. Yeah, I'm not very, overly very... terrified, right? No, it's just yeah. like, yeah. Like yeah. Shaky cam footage that oh, isn't really conclusive. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'm gonna show you now. Supposedly this is a real picture of a goat man. I'm gonna say, yeah, I don't buy that. It's I'm, hard to I'm tell. I'm gonna with say Photoshop it's a, it's, and... it's probably a really good rendition, computer generated rendition of a goat man. But honestly, nightmare fuel. Oh, oh, right. Oh, not necessarily hairy or that you can tell because it's black and white. It's it's almost like a trail cam. It looks like a trail found cam. footage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely post that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, trail trail footage. I. See,
0: I was thinking more Narnia with more of a face of a man. Sure, sure. But that is more human goat face blobbed together. Like (sighs)
1: hybrid. Yeah, totally.
0: Like if you went to one of those like baby morphing picture things where you stick in (laughs) your face and whoever else's face. Yeah. But instead you stuck a goat face. Like that's the result you would get. Yes, 100%. (laughs)
1: 100%. Okay. Last story. Okay. All right. Uh, The Standing Goat. Dun, dun, dun. From Jacobs. This was also on Darkness Prevails. The writer says he had a friend, a.k.a. Fred. Hi, Fred. That would mow the lawn of a local ballpark once a week, usually during the morning before sunrise. He had left the job... But after a few beers on a weekend, he would talk about how much he missed doing it. The zero turn mower that he got (laughs) to use. You know, he just he really just enjoyed that.
0: You know, I I could see that. You get to just wake up before everyone else, do something Mm kind of like mindless and peaceful and almost meditative. I could see missing that job.
1: Wasn't a big place. It was just a you know park where the the kids would play ball and Yeah, I yeah. could see
0: that being something kind of relaxing
1: to sure. start your day with. Sure. Sure. So, one weekend after a few more beers than normal, he paused the halo game and took some deep breaths, then said something kind of eerie. Wanna know the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me? Obviously, I quickly said, yes. (laughs) Fred continues. When I used to cut the ballpark for the city, I saw the creepiest thing just before sunrise one day. Cutting the grass in the northern diamond. I was mowing away. Nothing going on, obviously loud mower, but I had to stop to fill the gas tank and check the oil. So I stopped the engines, got off the mower, and as I was pouring in the gas, I heard a strange chugging sound, like a car motor. Now I'm going to pause for just a second because I want you to imagine this. And I don't know. I'm so old school that I immediately thought of a sound that he was describing because I grew up up with cars that were from like the 70s. That make noise and don't just. Yeah. And not just. Yeah. So when you think about it, you kind of think about. like a car trying to start or a car that's running rough. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I thought to myself that's really weird. And that sounds really close. I turned my head to the left and looking down into this ditch at the base of a hill, that's where I saw it. And I ain't lying. I was, it was standing on the other side of the fence. You know that thing? That thing from Disney Hercules movie? Like the Danny DeVito character goat thing? Imagine that. But instead of being short and fat. This thing was like a thin druggie and so tall. It had these big, straight, pointed horns going backwards from its head with eyes that seemed to be glowing yellow. Yeah, goat's
0: eyes do kind of have this. For real.
1: Its teeth were bared. And like dazzlingly white. He was just standing there. Goat legs. Human torso. Goat head. Watching me like he was mad I was just cutting up the grass he wanted to eat. I just stood there staring at it. And after a few minutes, turned, walked away over the hill. Never saw it again. Jacob says I believed Fred. I didn't ever think he was lying to me.
0: No. That's
1: you... how well I knew this man. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Not That's heavy. Not thought I
0: glimpsed it out, out of the corner of my eye. No. Arm. Yeah, and, and to me, the fact that he has to go, I have no idea what that was. It kind of looked like that thing from this and From that. the Disney
1: movie, blah, 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 that, the little centaur. That, that is
0: not the words. Seder. of That is not the words of someone who is trying to get popularized for yet another Goatman tale. Right. The
1: thing I loved about it was, is that he says, I'm just going about doing my... Normal thing. But you know what? Then some creepy shit happened. And I'm so drunk, I just need to tell somebody. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. Most people who see supernatural shit don't tell people because they're like, they're never going to believe me. They're going to think I'm crazy.
0: There is such a stigma behind it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that stigma does more damage than good because... In instances where it is mental health, it would be Mm -hmm. beneficial for the person to express it and get the help they need. Sure. And in the instances where it isn't, Mm -hmm. the more stories we have, the more chance there is that people can go do research. Because what people don't understand is they're like, scientists would know. And it's like, no, scientists are freaking broke. If they don't have the money to put into a research project, it's not happening. If
1: they don't have the government grants to do the research... It doesn't happen. Exactly.
0: And they're not going to do it unless people are telling enough stories. Yeah. Period. Yeah. People have to tell their stories.
1: So. I listened to some other stories. There was a lot of mention of mimicry. Imitating voices of loved ones. Imitating voices that they had just heard Uh, One story of kids around a campfire and uh, one night they heard something in the bushes um, and they said, hey, who's there? And then they heard like almost like whispers back and they were like, "Uh, that's really weird. So they kind of huddle around the fire Weird other things happen. The next day, they were close enough to, you know, other people. One of the kids went and got his dad and said, Hey, come to camp. There's somebody messing with us. So they get to camp. They're sitting around the fire and they hear, Hey, who's there? Hey, who's there? Just like the night before. The guy calling out into the woods.
0: It was mimicking their...
1: Yes. Mimicking. So, um, lots of other similarities between stories of sightings. Um, I'm j- I'm just going to kind of just... Now where I'm circling... I'm circling back. You're okay? circling back. Tie- I'm circling back. All the way back. I'm circling all the way back. So, Goatman... What what if? What if he is just the lost fawns and satyrs that Jupiter not really banished but
0: gave sanctuary gave
1: sanctuary to the forest and woodlands and every once in a while, for whatever reason the veil drops, the invisibility cloak drops. And we can see them and they can see us.
0: Well, what's interesting is I know that satyrs in old mythology Mm -hmm. hung out with, I think it's Dionysus.
1: Yes. A lot. got of drinking
0: and wine and stuff. Yep. And I wonder if people in a more loose, fun state
1: or uh, how, how, how should I word this? uh well, relaxed certainly but maybe in just a a different state of mind than normal yeah yeah the
0: people who who maybe their vibes remind them of dionysus mhm get to glimpse them and maybe and
1: get to actually see them mhm my thought on that is also that the reason why they mimic or they don't actually have a conversation or things like that is because they've been separated from humans for centuries.
0: Well, and I truly believe they're part of the fae realm, if I remember correctly. And the fae are notorious for doing mimicry. Trickery. And and their pranks are often taken too far. They might see it as a joke to have someone stand in front of a train and see if it hits them. Right. Not taking into account that it has consequences for the human.
1: Exactly. Exactly. There is so much. There is so much there. So my thing is, is that I think that there is enough. mm, Maybe not evidence, but documentation. Yeah. Historical documentation. Almost as much as Bigfoot to say that the goat man exists yeah well yeah
0: why isn't he helping with so, recycling jesus <laughs> i mean so, go
1: see everything right <laughs> damn get on it get on it goat man come on so we're help gonna, us out we're gonna post all those pictures yes we are well oh the ones that we deem appropriate and not Disturbing. I'll, yeah, overly disturbing. Those are really I'll, disturbing.
0: I'll tell. I'll make sure to write out the name and tell you where you guys can go look for those photos if you're willing to see something quite unsettling. Ter-
1: yeah, it's... Yeah. But... Okay. Leave that to your discretion. Sure. Uh, freaking... Happy Halloween! Yeah, happy Halloween, peeps, creeper, creature, double feature, <laughs> and hey, Amanda! Tea with zombies, tea with goat man.
0: Um... As long as they're not the World War Z zombies, I could totally tea with them. Because I feel like zombie apocalypse, I would thrive. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I I just really would. Okay. That's fair. Tea with Goatman? Uh, I'm going to risk it. Yeah. I'm going to risk it.
1: Oh. Because
0: if it is like the satyrs and I could catch it and get like a question...
1: Uh, that would kind of be cool. So okay.
0: I, I would okay. come a little bit more... Um, I feel you. prepared <laughs> for that. Yeah. I guess both tea sessions would happen with a gun, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that's fair. That's
1: fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to say uh, no to zombies because even one little nibble on me, Yeah. I, I'm done for. And yeah. I got... Too much to do.
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
1: There's too much going on. Fair enough. Too much going on. Uh, Tea with Goatman. I'm going to say yes. With a caveat. I'm not really afraid of Goatman eating me because I've had goats. But they used to try to headbutt you without (laughs) mercy. So I would probably wear like some football pads. You know, maybe a helmet and be like, let's have some tea. As long as you're like in full gear. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe they just want to come out and be like, hey, we want to interact with humans again. And I'll be like, OK, you sit there. I'll sit here. We have some tea. Don't make any sudden moves. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to try this if you are. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. That's what I would do.
0: Wow. Yeah. I can't believe we're back to. Our... I like it the end of our creature double feature second one I know second one I thought toast it
1: y'all I am so excited that we're into season two so excited for so much more to come we're hoping we can do more live streams and and post some videos on YouTube. Uh, give us a like on this, please, please, please. I can't tell you how much that means.
0: Oh my gosh. Thanks to our Facebook followers. I hope you guys start bleeding over into our Instagram. And then I'd really like to get us a TikTok going. Um, We love you guys. We really do. Tell your friends. Tell them to click that little follow button. Click it yourself if you haven't, because it makes all the difference in the world for us. If, if they like spooky, creepy, weird, wonderful stories. Or if they just want to listen to two crazy women ramble. like Sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, if anything, we have tea suggestions.
0: Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah.
1: We love you and keep it steeped. Bye. Bye.